The Boston metropolitan area offers a rich and intriguing look back to several significant points in American history. The landing of the Mayflower, the Boston Tea Party, the War of 1812. One community close to Boston that has held multiple levels of interest and fascination for literally centuries is the small town of Salem, 15 miles north of Boston proper. Most people know Salem primarily as the site of the notorious 1692 Salem Witch Trials, as well as for its many references in media and pop culture for all things witchy and woo-woo. But Salem contains far more than metaphysical curiosities. I'm Abby Epperson filling in for Jason, and this is the See America podcast. From coast to coast, we see America one mile at a time, discovering stops along the way that are eclectic, historic, ridiculous, breathtaking, inspiring, and humbling. This week, the Winter Island. This great destination is brought to you by Road Trippers, America's number one road trip planning app. Road Trippers helps people discover the world around them in an entirely new way by streamlining discovery, planning, booking, and navigation. Plan your unique journey at roadtrippers.com, then use the app as your ultimate travel guide and navigator. Adventure doesn't come from the fastest route. Start exploring and save 15% off your Road Trippers Plus with promo code RVMILES2X at roadtrippers.com. Save 15% with promo code RVMILES2X. With its proximity to Massachusetts Bay and the Atlantic Ocean, maritime life has figured prominently into the fabric of everyday life in and around Salem. For thousands of years, the Namkeg tribe of Native Americans lived and thrived in the area from what is now coastal Massachusetts north into New Hampshire. In 1623, a group of colonists who were fishermen by trade secured funding from Puritan minister John White and the Dorchester Company to settle a fishing village in what is now Gloucester, near Cape Ann. After the village proved unprofitable and lost its financial backing, many of the colonists chose to return to England. The leader of the remaining settlers, Roger Conant, scoped the surrounding area for a more promising location for their next community he saw a potentially beneficial site for their future in a Native American village situated at the mouth of the Namkeg River. Conant and the small group of settlers lived for decades in relative peace and harmony with the Namkeg tribe, working together to plant crops and fish in the river and the open waters. When the Massachusetts Bay Colony, the governing agency for this and other area settlements, replaced Conant with Puritan John Endicott in 1623, a new name came along as well. The Hellenized name of Salem, referring to peace, is a nod to Shalem, the name associated with Jerusalem, which is ironic given Endicott's fiery and fairly intolerant views on religion. Protecting the community and its interests was of vital importance to the residents of Salem, and Endicott knew that if he created coastal defenses using Salem's various natural resources and advantages, the city would not only survive, but prosper. Winter Island, a small, ruggedly beautiful landmass connected to Salem proper via a narrow causeway, was initially utilized by the original Salem residents for drying fish. 
Then as trade and other seafaring industries to the colonies increased, colonists used Winter Island's easy access as a site for shipbuilding. Though small in size, about the size of New York City's Grand Central Station, Winter Island became increasingly significant for more strategic purposes. Under the direction of Endicott, colonists had built Darby's Fort in nearby Marblehead in 1692. Just over a decade later, in 1643, construction began on Fort William on Winter Island. In 1799, this installation was renamed for General Timothy Pickering, a Salem native and the new nation's third Secretary of State under Presidents George Washington and John Adams. Both Darby's Fort, later called Fort Miller, as well as Fort Pickering, continued to provide coastal defense to Salem and the surrounding areas during the American Revolution and through the 19th century during the Civil War. The National Register of Historic Places lists Winter Island officially as Winter Island Historical District and Archaeological District. And it is open to the public with a number of attractions. Fort Pickering Lighthouse, also known as Fort Pickering Light, was one of several lighthouses built around Salem in 1871. Derby Wharf Lighthouse in Salem Harbor and Hospital Point Light in adjacent Beverly served the island as well. From 1934 to 1969, the Coast Guard operated on the island and built an airplane hangar. The Coast Guard also used the lighthouse keeper's house as their officer's club. In 1944, Air Station Salem became the first air-sea rescue on the East Coast. Fort Pickering Lighthouse operated for nearly a century before the Coast Guard departed it and the lighthouse closed in 1969. Salem recommissioned the Fort Pickering Light in 1983. Civic-minded citizens funded a refurbishment of it in 1999, and it serves the area to this day. While not open to the public, Fort Pickering Lighthouse offers some tremendous photo opportunities. And another reason to bring a good camera, with perhaps a nod to the metaphysical energy that surrounds Salem, Winter Island is one of several spots near the city where UFOs have been sighted, most notably in July of 1952. Photographer Shel Alpert captured a stunning and inexplicable V-shaped light formation flying over the island during the day. This phenomenon still defies explanation, though in true Salem fashion, residents marveled over this particular UFO, citing that it was shaped differently than the other UFOs we're used to seeing. On March 17, 1938, the U.S. established its first National Historic Site, the Salem Maritime National Historic Site. The site comprises 12 historically significant buildings, approximately nine acres of land along Salem Harbor, and a replica of the tall ship Friendship of Salem from the late 18th century. While the original was captured by the British during the War of 1812, this replica was constructed in Albany, New York in 2000. It operates both as a fully seaworthy sailing ship as well as a museum. During her stint as an active trading ship, the Friendship made 15 voyages to destinations as far-flung as the Dutch West Indies, South America, Germany, the Mediterranean, India, and China. Though her original and intended purpose as a trading vessel was peaceful, the Friendship was also commissioned as a letter of marquee, an armed ship that could take hold of enemy ships as a prize of war, and any sailors and others on board as prisoners. Well into the 19th century, merchant ships needed to sail with arms at the ready. 
as attacks from rival flag carriers or smaller private ships looking to engage in mayhem and robbery were quite common. Privateering allowed leaders of nations to raise money for war and other military interests by mobilizing privately owned and armed ships and sailors to supplement their own. Because privateering tended to result in substantial profits, many sailors felt the lure to engage in privateering during times of peace, also known as piracy. Privateering began to fall out of favor near the end of the 19th century as piracy spread in both frequency and location, and because more nations began to concentrate their military might within their own borders. As visitors proceed through the site, they learn how the new colonies prospered from the enterprises of triangle trade. This historical term refers to trade between Europe, Africa, and the New World in goods such as sugar, rum, cotton, and slaves. Salem's longest wharf, the Derby Wharf, gives a visual example of the significance Salem held for incoming and outgoing trade ships. The Salem Custom House acted as a governmental authority to help monitor imports and exports. Atop it sits a hand-carved eagle that Salem native and celebrated writer Nathaniel Hawthorne referred to in his classic novel, The Scarlet Letter. Visitors can also check out the West India Goods Store, an all-purpose grocery store that served the needs of Salem residents for more than 200 years. If you needed to purchase something as mundane as candles or coffee, or as exotic as tortoise shells and fine tobacco, the West India Goods Store was your one-stop shop. Salem also holds a distinguished position in our nation's military history as the birthplace of the National Guard. On Salem Commons on December 13, 1636, a muster drilled for the first time to show how they could defend Salem and its surrounding area. By an order from the Massachusetts colonial legislature, the militia was organized into three permanent regiments to provide the best possible defense to the colony. The present units of these first regiments, the 181st Infantry, the 182nd Infantry, the 101st Field Artillery, and the 101st Engineer Battalion share the distinction of being the oldest units in the U.S. military, older even than the U.S. Army itself. As the National Guard began to take shape, the colonists chose to follow the lead of the English militia system, which required men between the ages of 16 to 60 to be conscripted, to actively defend their lands using their own arms. The name National Guard was adopted from the French National Guard in honor of the Marquis de Lafayette, a Revolutionary War hero both in the U.S. and France, and famous for being a friend and associate of Alexander Hamilton. Today, over 440,000 soldiers in the U.S. Army and U.S. Air Force and from all 50 states, Puerto Rico, and the District of Columbia comprise the membership of the National Guard. Each April, National Guard soldiers honor their founder, Captain Stephen Abbott, and gather at his final resting place at St. Peter's Episcopal Church in Salem. They also commemorate those killed in the battles of Lexington and Concord, and assemble at the Old Salem Armory. Participants will see soldiers play taps, perform a 21-gun salute, and on occasion, perform an impressive 13-howitzer salute. This episode of See America was hosted by me, Abby Epperson, and written by Elizabeth Ellis. If you like the show, we'd love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. 
We'd also like to invite you to follow the See America podcast on Instagram and Facebook and join the See America Facebook group, where we chat about some of America's greatest road trip destinations. If you're a national park lover, we hope you'll also check out the America's National Parks podcast and come listen to Jason and me talk about our life on the road with our three boys on the RV Miles podcast. This great destination was brought to you by Road Trippers, America's number one road trip planning app. Plan your unique journey at roadtrippers.com, then use the app as your ultimate travel guide and navigator. Adventure doesn't come from the fastest route. Start exploring and save 15% off your Road Trippers Plus membership with promo code RVMILES2X at roadtrippers.com.